This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, even the intelligence community is now giving employees the option to telework. One senator is up in arms about delays in confirming appointees at Veterans Affairs. And members of the military may soon be required to get the COVID-19 vaccine. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The intelligence community says it's ready to embrace the hybrid work environment for its employees. Many IC agencies are notoriously inflexible when it comes to when and where its employees work, but things are changing now. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence has a new telework policy. It allows employees to spend some time working at home on unclassified materials and a few days a week in the office on classified work. Employees have the option of working on weekends or evenings when they do have to visit the office. The Defense Department has finally pulled the plug on the online collaboration tools it put in place to help employees telework during the pandemic. More on that from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The service called Commercial Virtual Remote officially went dark last night. It was DOD's version of Microsoft Teams. Officials managed to get that cloud service up and running within just a few weeks of the start of the pandemic and extended the stopgap solution several times amidst wild popularity. At its height, it had 2.3 million users. The military services and defense agencies are now all transitioning to more permanent platforms that offer a fuller menu of Office 365 tools. That cloud transition is already mostly finished for the Air Force. The Navy doesn't expect to wrap up until later this year. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Marines in the intelligence community are eligible for a big payday if they decide to re-enlist. The Marine Corps is offering re-enlistment bonuses because the demand for qualified troops in the intelligence realm remains high for the foreseeable future. A sergeant who re-enlists for six years may get $87,500 in bonus money. Marine intelligence officers may be assigned to the Defense Intelligence Agency, Fleet Marine Force, Combatant Commands, or other billets. Four nominees for the Department of Veterans Affairs are stalled in the Senate. We get more from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn has a hold on the nominees. One is the president's pick to be Deputy VA Secretary. John Tester is chairman of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee. We can sit here and we can play these games of holding up nominees to fill critical agency departments. We can play them and play them and play them again, and we can say we're doing it on behalf of the veterans. That is bull. You got it. Total bull. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. The Army says it's open to regularly reporting to Congress about missing firearms. Senate Budget Committee lawmakers Press Secretary Christine Warmoth after a recent Associated Press report highlighted the disappearance of 1,900 pistols, machine guns, shotguns, and automatic assault rifles that belonged to the military. Some of the weapons were used in street crimes across the country. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is considering making it mandatory for military personnel to get the COVID-19 vaccine once the FDA approves it on a non-emergency basis. Details from Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. Acting Navy Secretary Thomas Harker says Austin is weighing such a decision as vaccine rates lag among some members of the armed forces. For instance, 75% of the Navy is fully vaccinated, but only one in two Marines has received a full dose. President Joe Biden previously said he would leave it to military leaders to decide whether to make the vaccine mandatory for troops. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Military families should expect delays this moving season. 
Federal News Network Scott Massioni tells us why. After a tumultuous year for transitioning to new orders, the military is expecting a large demand on companies as service members start moving to new areas during peak moving season. The moving industry lost 20 to 30 percent of its labor during COVID-19. Civilians are relocating to new homes at higher rates and many third-party freighters are out of business. It's a perfect storm for those trying to get their household goods across the country. The Pentagon's working to ease business rules and build more flexibility into orders to mitigate the issues. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Office of Personnel Management is studying whether to update the job applications for sensitive government positions to root out domestic terror threats. The changes are being considered as part of the White House's new national strategy for countering domestic terrorism. The Departments of Defense, Justice, and Homeland Security are similarly working to improve screening and vetting processes for military and law enforcement personnel. The White House says training and resources will be provided to state and local governments, as well as some private companies, so they can screen their employees. DHS's role in the whole of society approach to domestic terrorism is a large one. Federal News Network's Tom Temin explains. Homeland Security says it's joining the effort. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says that for the first time, DHS designates domestic violent extremism as a national grant priority. The department makes $77 million available to state and local governments for domestic terrorism prevention and response. The grants and partnership developments come through DHS's Center for Prevention Programs and Partnerships. I'm Tom Temin. The Chief Data Officers Council is working on a playbook that will tie up lessons learned from members. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has the details. The CDO playbook will give an overview of all the compliance activities that chief data officers must do. It'll also look at best practices for CDOs to engage in the ongoing federal data strategy. CDO Council Chairman Ted Cowk says agencies are standing up CDO offices at different levels of maturity. It'll be different at different agencies. Each agency has different needs, obviously. But we think that there are a couple of trends that are emerging about the roles that CDOs can play. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Federal Emergency Management Agency is standing up a data exchange as part of a larger enterprise data analysis and modernization initiative. It's in its prototype phase now, but looks to provide a scalable platform for data analysis that would help the agency meet its mission. FEMA's chief information officer says the data exchange will allow the agency to integrate data from multiple IT systems. And updating the nearly seven-year-old law governing agency cybersecurity reporting is a top priority for the new federal CISO. Federal News Network's Jason Miller reports. Krista Russia has been the federal chief information security officer since late January and already knows that updating the Federal Information Security Management Act, or FISMA, is a top priority. DeRussia tells Federal News Network cybersecurity is much different today than in 2014, which is when Congress passed the FISMA Modernization Act. He says assessing performance to drive real progress needs to be based on the ever-changing threats agencies face. Lawmakers also seem open to updating FISMA, as the topic came up during several recent cyber-focused hearings. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. 